do that later. I'm missing valuable shopping time. Mother, please, I'll be out in a second. I don't know why you bother. You've always retained your fluids. <laughs> This song. <laughs> you love it. I love it. I love it. We love Tab. Uh, everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Yes. Well, we are back talking about John Waters. It's been a mm. while. Like, I I think our last John Waters episode was probably Serial Mom. Sure. It's been a while. Yeah. But we have our polyester queen with us, yeah. Drew Drogi. Yes. Welcome to the show. Climb up the stairs <laughs> and meet Drew Drogi. <laughs> Hi. I'm so excited Welcome to talk back. about this movie. I oh. love it oh, so God. much. Polyester, so written, directed by John Waters, released May 29th, 1981. Summer programming. The weekend, yes. the weekend before Memorial Day. Just in time <laughs> yeah. for school to be out and all the kids can run to polyester. Oh, my goodness. To the Charles Art Theater and yeah. watch, you know, all the you know, <laughs> raincoat theater. I feel like I've deliberately held, or we've deliberately held the big John Waters movies for some time later in the podcast. But this, I think, is just sort of the big trifecta of the big ones. So we haven't done Female Trouble or oh. um, Pink, Pink Flamingos yet. Wow. Yeah. And this is like, I think we've done Hairspray. We're starting with the family-friendly ones. <laughs> we've started with the family-friendly <laughs> yes, ones, yeah. if you can call Serial Mom family-friendly. But sure. Yeah, but yeah. We, we, we started with commercial John Waters. Right. We made it to Hairspray. Into... We made it to Polyester. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I I feel like, I mean, it's just the world's biggest John Waters fan, and I mm-hmm. always go, when like, everyone's like, what's your favorite and I go between the three. I think that there's a trifecta of his of his best films. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they are Female Trouble, mm-hmm. Serial Mom, and Polyester. Okay. I think these three are his greatest. Now, Pink Flamingos and Hairspray are arguably his most important right. and groundbreaking movies, and they're both great. But what I would put on and watch, like I don't put on Pink Flamingos a lot and watch it, True. but Female Trouble I watch on a loop. Um, same with Hairspray. I lo- it is an incredible movie, but I much prefer Polyester to like. I, I think like um, this uh, Polyester is his, one of his 
people that know it love it, yeah. but it's yeah. arguably one of his mo- more underrated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that people really know what's going on with it, and it was his yeah. first mainstream movie. Right. Yeah, an right? early an early New Line movie. It was Probably one of New Line's one first, of the first, yeah, one of the their first, first three. New Line I think that it was in their first three wow. films they've ever made. I mean, because yeah. they called New Line the house that Freddie built, right? Because mm-hmm. of because Nightmare on Elm Street like put New Line on the map, but that was eighty four. So his, this yeah. would have his been his friend 81. Bob Shea that yeah. ran yeah. New Line, and he would just travel around to theaters with Pink Flamingos in the back of his car and just showing it. Just <laughs> yeah. early, early film distribution. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, not knowing anything about that and being like, my friend has this movie in his car. He really wants to. He ran out of. A lot of times a church. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They would rent them out and it's like just a rec room or somewhere and they were gonna project that. And it's pink flamingos. And it's pink flamingos. <laughs> yeah. Which you would be like I would understand people being like, Am I okay? Like yeah. are these is this like are these people going to lock the doors and kill me yeah. after mm-hmm. we, they make me watch this? Absolutely. You know? Um, you know, I I love that, you know, you guys are talking about your your best three or top three of these movies. Um and you're right, there's something about the ones that are just rewatchable. You know? Yeah, yes. because mm-hmm. I lo- I love Desperate Living. I love it too. But when it's you're, a journey, but when you're, you're watching yeah, that movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're gonna have your like put upon, you know, desperate female, you know the 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 first thirty minutes of the first twenty minutes of Desperate Living is Mink oh. Stole screaming. Oh, it's I mean, Mink <laughs> Stole. It's like that's her performance of uh, like that's her that's her tour de force. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of Desperate Living, I think, is a masterpiece, and then it just yeah. it sort of. Mm-hmm. Keeps going. I think we do miss Divine mm-hmm, in that movie. Mm-hmm. There is like, um, there's like an. It, it, it's so ugly, and I do love it yeah, for it. But yeah. it's just, it's one that, um, you know, it just doesn't have uh, the pace that the others have. But I think what I right. related to Polyester so much is that it was really his first movie to take on suburbia, right? And yep. to, like, and and that's what he was. That's what he's been doing all along. Is like really aping. You know, wholesome American mm-hmm. family values, yeah. and this movie is that. Also, you know, I don't know that I knew Douglas Sirk movies very right. well when I first saw this, but I knew what he was doing yeah. on some core level. And then you go yeah. back and you watch All That Heaven Allows, or any, you know, you watch any of those the women's go, pitches, the women's, the weepies, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and you realize that oh, Divine is yeah. Jane Wyman, right. or you know, Barbara Stanwyck, or whoever. Yeah, um, you know. Um, whatever it's like it, uh, it it's that sense of like these unhappy women yeah. who are like mm-hmm. pining out the window and you know wish wishing for better lives and it's just it does everything to me but this this movie just is it is so much packed in yeah. and it's one of those <laughs> yeah. movies that if it's been a while since i've seen it i'll kind of forget how fucking crazy it is yes. and then i put it on <laughs> and i'm like Oh my God! The Balt. I completely forgot about the Baltimore foot stomp. Oh, I think I will you? be on my deathbed, and I'll it. just be having flashes of the Baltimore foot stomp. I don't want to be on television. <laughs> oh God! Like, yes, yeah, it's so good. And uh, you know, to, for me, it, when I first was introduced to John Waters, I was uh, a young kid, eighty-eight. Hairspray comes out, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this before. Same. That was my first one, too. Yeah. I, I've talked about this before on the show. Hairspray comes out. And to me, I saw it as uh, almost an airplane style like, oh, yeah. spoof. Yeah. You know? Because sure. mm-hmm. he's there with the, the spinning spiral, like yes. trying to hypnotize Penny yes, yes, and, yes. you know, little things like that. I didn't see the social commentary. I was a kid. Um, and I didn't know from 
Douglas Sirk movies or the women's picture. So when I saw this, to me, it was like, okay, he's taking soaps. This is a soap opera, yes, right? Yes, And it has... <clears throat> The soap opera music, the mm-hmm. the organ, the organ. yeah, <laughs> which I think is a very East Coast thing, right? The organ, the organ. I think that weren't those or sort just, of regional. You mean just having it in your home? Soap operas? No, <laughs> I meant uh, I meant I meant like the soaps. Sure. Well, I don't know because that you know I do have a question about that. Like, did they play those organs just on you know General Hospital like in the sixties, or was is that just something that they? Created? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. We're we're not old enough for that. God, we're so young. We're frightfully young. We'd have to ask someone old. Um, <laughs> well, know. if you want to feel old, do you know what the first John Waters movie I remember watching oh, when Lord. I was a teenager? Yeah. What? It was Cecil B. Demented because it was the new one. Wow. So I would have been of that age that right. I was around 13, 14 when that okay. movie came out. Okay. And I had heard John Waters just because I remember just reading his name on the internet or just yeah. looking up movies, my books yeah. about film. And... I feel like Cecil B. Demented was the first one I could get my hands on. Yeah, it was so much mm-hmm. of it was access before yeah. internet and before the regular. Because I mean, I feel like because he didn't make a movie from eighty one to eighty eight. You know, right. that, there was yeah. that whole generation that those of us who, because I'm forty six, so I would have been. Let's see, I would have been four mm-hmm. when Hairspray. When, no, I'm sorry, I was four when Polyester came out. Yeah, and I was eleven. Mm-hmm. When Hairspray came out. So by the time Hairspray is on VHS and it's PG yeah. mm-hmm. and it looks like one that I – you know, and I didn't know – I don't think I knew anything about John Waters then. I'm sure I didn't when I was 12 and we're yeah. in North Carolina and we rented the movie. I loved it. I watched Hairspray constantly. Mm-hmm. And then I remember in the video store seeing Polyester, seeing the the, the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And it was that orange – and it was that image yeah. of Divine and Tab Hunter and her head leaning back. And I just was like – there was something about it that kept calling to me and it terrified me yeah. and aroused me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Because but I, you know that Divine is a man. But she's playing. Or do we? A, when we're when but we're she's playing a woman years old in right. this movie. I think I yeah. knew because I recognized mm-hmm. her from from Hairspray, and sure. I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. the mom from Hairspray." And I knew that it was a drag queen, but I was also like, there was something about it that I was like, "I know that this is going to be something that my family is going to tell me is very right. wrong for me." Right. And I know this is something I very much need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, eating Raul had the same feel when I saw that, <laughs> that video. I was like, "This is the same thing," yeah. and you just like. As a queer kid, you just yeah. you immediately gravitate to things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how I always say like I don't know how in the Samuel French catalog of all the plays I could pick, uh, but of course the title is Psycho Beach Party. Right? How I discovered Charles Bush in that mm-hmm. way that I'm like, oh, this is where I this is where I'm going with yeah, this. Like you totally. just yeah you had to seek out, and you found it. Yeah, you know. And so, uh, but uh, I don't think I saw Polyester until. I'm sure I rented it in high school. I think yeah. I saw it. Uh, I definitely remember where I was when I saw Serial Mom for the first time because that was when I was in high school when that yeah. movie came out. Yeah. And that movie mm-hmm. changed my life. <clears throat> and I would say that arguably it's one of the best films of the 90s. I also think Kathleen Turner should have gotten an Oscar <laughs> nomination. Especially for 94 where there was room in the category. There, was, was that the year that fucking the piano won? That was the year <laughs> No, that, that was 93. 94 – uh, <laughs> I love Holly Hunter, and I'm glad she's an Oscar, but I hate that movie. It's awful. What was 94? 94 was... uh, Was it? Writer was nominated for Little Women, but she did not win. Oh, Jessica Lange. 
For Blue Sky. For Blue Sky. No one remembers that movie. No no one's talking about it. And Jessica Lange already has an Oscar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jessica Lange's amazing. She was was surprised when she won that. I'm sure. She was like, what am I doing here? But it's that thing where, you know, they they really don't give. And that movie was held too. It was what? It was held. It was uh, was filmed like a number of years before. Serial Mom was. It was a. No, no, Blue, Blue Sky. Cause, oh, cause it yes, was a, yes, it was an yes. Orion movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah the but no, right there with you. Com- comedies, genre movies, at the especially in the nineties, completely overlooked by the. And I think, it, especially for women, because they mm-hmm. just don't want women to be funny. It's like, you know, I, I love that Kevin Klein has an Oscar for Fish Called Wanda. He yeah. completely deserved it. But uh, you know, it was just it, there was just a thing where it's like we wouldn't possibly think. Jamie Lee Curtis for that movie. Right. It's like she's also great in that movie. Yeah. It's like I just think that they think of like women need to be like important in these films. Right, right. And I do think that, you know, I think Divine deserved an Oscar nomination for <laughs> Hairspray, if not for Polyester as well. I understand it's a different genre, but the the commitment. Yeah. 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 And this was the first time that Divine wasn't just doing the like outrageous drag queen, over the right. top crazy thing. Mm-hmm. There was a real pain. There's real pathos. There's real like you. It really goes through these like levels that, you know. I don't know. He'd probably laugh <laughs> if he said that. He'd probably be like, "Fuck you!" And I don't, don't do that. But I, I just think he was such a gifted actor, and I think he, he does so so much in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know something kind of spooky? We just figured out like ten minutes before you arrived. He, his anniversary of his death today. Today, thirty-five I years. Could not believe. Yeah. It. Yeah, Scott was gagged. He was like, "What?" Gagged. <laughs> yes. We picked today for the recording. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wild? It was the day that we could all get together. And yeah. It's like 35 years ago. Yeah, he was about to go do Married with Children. Yep. yep. And the night before, had a massive heart attack. Yeah. And apparently, Married with Children sent a note to with flowers after he died. And they Married with Children producers said, "You could have just said you don't want to do the show." <laughs> he would have loved that though. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Uh, and I'm just so sad we didn't get to see Divine on Married with Children because right. I. Love that show. Yeah. What a perfect fit for yeah, him it to have done. Yeah. Especially and, seeing what the episode with Sam Kinison, it's like it would have been a good fit. That yeah. been a great oh, absolutely. And, and it would have been him out of drag, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know He's, that was probably pretty important to him, the transition. Yes. To just being, it's a Bundyful life. That was the episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was very much like, <laughs> you know, I think he really wanted to, to get out of that and just doing, you know, and I understand that completely on my own stuff. It's like, I get why you're kind of like, just want to keep challenging yourself. Right. And if you don't really fully see yourself i think you know i mean he was you know he was a drag queen that other drag queens hated right because yeah. no other drag queen was doing that gonzo bizarro <laughs> ugly thing yeah but he also was an actor and i think he was like i love i mean he understood playing women yeah in a way that john travolta certainly didn't in that remake because <laughs> john travolta had so much shame and winking and like i'm yeah. a dude in a dress john and- travolta tried hard for that baltimore accent oh it was <laughs> he, the whole thing. he really tried to go there the whole thing even. makes me so sad <laughs> and i say this you know i when i and i when i teach and i talk about what you know when they people talk about playing um different gender from their own gender mm-hmm. expression their own gender identity and I my example is, and I'm like, if you don't know these movies, go see both of them. I said, be divine in hairspray, don't be John Travolta in hairspray, because <laughs> Divine is not ever winking at the fact no, that no. he's playing a woman. She's yeah, he's playing it very real. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like a genuinely beautiful performance. It's and it's like John Travolta is doing everything but like, hey guys, I oh I like chicks. Trust <laughs> me. Oh, I'm not gay. You know, all this shame and 
it's so sad to me that like that like I'm so glad that John Waters never has to work again because of the success of Hairspray. Right. But on a on another like cellular level, I am so sad that it was because John Travolta st- <laughs> like of all people. Yeah. To step in. Yeah. It, we, it, we get a little share from his uh from his oh, it is, it is, yeah, it's a little share. It's a little share. Oh, Tracy. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you go from just... The thing about Divine's performance, like you said, it's just he's embodying these these characters, these women, but it's it's what John Waters is doing. It's, it's uh, playing up this suburban kind of like mythos of, of what's inside of these houses what's going yeah. on yes you know and she's especially uh um miss uh, mrs turnblad what's what's her character's first name edna 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 mm-hmm. turnblad you know she's just like she's this put upon what she's taking in laundry she's doing you know she's a seamstress she she's got this rambunctious teenager and her diet pills and her off. diet pills wearing off that's exactly <laughs> I'm what sorry, i'm sorry i'm sorry i took your i'm no, so no, sorry no. i took your yeah. no but she you know what i mean it's a, a these are just things that you know you don't usually see those kinds of little real bits of of people. Well, in, you especially never saw a drag queen oh, yeah. who also was at the height of his disco yeah, fabulous sure. career. Yeah. Born to be cheap, you know, yeah. yes, and you think you're a man and all that. It's yeah. like playing that real mm-hmm. of a woman, yeah, who was like not glamorous. I mean, she had a whole you know obviously a transition and a right, whole thing, right, but. Right. Yeah, and it's and you know it's interesting too because when we're saying that uh, divine, you know, possibly could have branched out and and done something different with with his uh, with his career, and I always remember seeing at the video store Lust in the Dust. Oh yep. yes, mm-hmm. and yes, yes. That, and you just assumed it was directed by yeah, John. Think, a lot of <laughs> yep. people think mm-hmm. that's a John yeah. Waters movie. Yeah. Yep. And that cover always got me because it's Divine and it's Lainey Kazan. Lainey Kazan, Kazan just yeah. Lainey yeah. Kazan just selling sex on and the looking cover of that. like twins. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they look like like <laughs> mirror oh, image. Like, yeah, yeah. And Tab Hunter, you know, yep, Tab Hunter and again. Just, and that's something that I I don't know what this is. I don't know who these people. I knew Lainey Kazan. I knew her face. She was just in a lot of things, right, in the eighties. Um, and I, I, I knew Divine, but yeah, thinking back to a time when drag was, I mean, drag being what it is today, there's a whole huge conversation. Right. What's going on in the country. Of course. You know, which is crazy and sad and stupid. But aside from all that, there's the other conversation of just how mainstream it has become. Right. And... Which is why I fully believe that this is just all smoke and mirrors because oh, most yeah. people yeah, in this country are like, mm-hmm. wait, no, we love drag queens. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the biggest show on television right. and all that. It's like good luck with that yeah. angle now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Post-drag race, good yeah. luck. But as a kid in a in a pre-drag race world, as a queer kid, I, I knew what drag queens were. I just – I don't know if I didn't have – I think as a queer kid, I was just so afraid of being seen as – even more feminine yeah yeah you know what i mean because that's what gets you picked on you know is being different and being more feminine as a boy you know so so i'm just like okay drag queen that is not the road that i'm gonna take in my life but i was never like ew gross i was just right i think we we, couldn't be up with this like fear of this there was always something different with divine in me that Mm -hmm. i connected with and i understood that i never got with a lot of the others who were doing 
these like icons like they were doing right. like as I never really connected with Barbara Streisand or mm-hmm. that like I'm doing like I mean I love Betty Davis and I love Joan Crawford and I love these those people but like I just drag queens that they were kind of doing they would either do like these stars or they had like their own pun name and they did right. like sure it was something I didn't quite connect with for a long time and then there was divine but i was like yeah i think it's really yeah interesting of when you look at uh divine's big inspiration john always talks about elizabeth taylor yes as yeah. divine's yes. like kind of icon that well he wanted especially to model the wedding and female yeah. trouble yeah. <laughs> the makeup yes. and female trouble and the wedding especially yeah. it is elizabeth taylor yeah it's Shocking, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's even scenes in this movie when because her hair is so oh, black. Yeah, and, yeah, and you could a... argue that in this movie she's doing a lot of um, who's very Virginia Wolf in terms <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. the alcoholism mm-hmm. and all of it is. I, just, you know. I love when she gets the spotlight. When oh, Divine gets yes. the spotlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, let's talk a little bit about this movie about polyester. Yes. Um, you know, it's something that I loved about. John Waters, as a kid, being introduced to it, it was just how, like, I was just, like, so just whimsical. Francine Fishpaw. Uh, These and names. even just in that name, Francine Fishpaw <laughs> and her daughter, Lulu. Lulu and, and Bobo. And Bobo, the and boyfriend. Dexter. Uh, well, I guess yeah. Lulu and Dexter are the kids, and mm-hmm. Bobo is the boyfriend. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and the fact that the the... Francine's husband Elmer Elmer who runs the who runs the porno theater yes <laughs> which is such a I mean gone are those days is like I a good know. old a good old guy that just runs the local <laughs> porn and proud, movie theater proud of it yep. and and rubs it in Francine's face oh my god and then there's like the news report about it and his claim that his theater helps stop rape <laughs> and it's just like he's just such a like he's such, <laughs> such a pig on every yeah, level yeah I, I I think it is so fun. It's laugh out loud funny when the news reporter is in front of the theater and all the men are coming out. Running coming. out. <laughs> yes. A shame. Yeah. And one guy just like zips up his uh, <laughs> So good. Oh, man. I mean, and that's the thing that John Water, like when you watch these movies, thank God for like DVD and Blu-ray. When you watch them, John Waters will do a commentary for every movie. And his commentaries are just as entertaining I as I prefer the to watch them with the commentaries. Themselves. Mm-hmm. They're great. And yeah. they're, you can listen to them again and again. And, you know, he talks about the days of, like, before everyone could own a VHS, a yeah. VCR. You right. Know? And jerk off in the, you know, <laughs> in your own home right. to whatever porn you wanted. Right. And you had to go to the damn porno theater yes. if you wanted to watch a dirty movie. Right. You know, or get, set up a projector in your basement, you know, and, like, roll all that you know rigmarole but yeah, I, i've never i i'm trying to think i don't think i've ever been to one have y'all ever been there, to it <laughs> there's you know the tomcat there's the tomcat in on in west hollywood right on on santa monica I thought that was named studs it was it, w- yeah. yeah it was the tomcat then it was studs and i believe it's closed now uh, okay okay and then there was one uh in santa monica behind the promenade there was another one. Oh. That was a, I think it was another Tomcat. Isn't there it was like a, Tomcat Isn't West. there one on Santa Monica, like the Tiki? The Tiki Theater. I believe that it's also there. I, I don't know. I've never... I think I, I that's mean, a I, peep I, show? And oh, then and one of those old, is now like a hipster sure. bar. Right. <laughs> that's Gold Diggers. Gold Diggers. Yeah, Gold Diggers is yeah. just a bar now. That used to have a tur- the turnstile. Oh, yeah. To get in. Oh, yeah. And is that the place where... Um, 
Fred Ward? Fred Ward. I Fred believe, Willard. I believe, Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, not yeah. Fred Ward. Fred R. Ward was from, ter- was from, was from Tremors. Um, yeah, I think that was the Tiki. Yeah. Well, yes, no, that was, so. or, or Gold, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just, it's, uh, you know, and uh, famously Paul Rubens in Florida, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But it's like, right. well, you, you know, you can't just go and jerk off in public and Peace. And why not? <laughs> Let them do it. I have no problem with it Who whatsoever. Cares? Who cares? There's no kids in there. There's no women in there. Yeah. There's nobody in there that doesn't want to see it. Well, that's the thing. Everyone that's walking in there is over 18 mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. signing up for it. Yep. And and if anyone's inappropriately touched or groped or whatever, then yeah, that's a very different issue. But just right, because right. people let people do what they want to do. Yeah. Obviously a sting. Justice for Paul Rubens. Yeah. 30 years later. <laughs> Oh, great! I love him so much. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just such a it's just such an interesting and crazy kind of thing when you think about like this history of like porno and and now it's just so ubiquitous. It's just on your phone, you know. It's right. just anything right. you can just. I mean, anybody can. OnlyFans has just like broken down the door, and it's well, just sort yeah. of. And now it's its own. Compl- now it's its own thing. Now I mean, now like mm-hmm. celebrity adjacent people are doing it. Yeah. Well, but I also <laughs> think like at this time, it was like. The worst shame oh yes, that yes. a woman mm-hmm. in suburbia could have right, is like right. your husband runs the porno theater. Yeah. yeah, like it was truly like the worst thing ever. And John Waters and all of them knew at the time how ridiculous that was to feel shame about that. Right, so, right. And it was like, so of course your daughter is going to be dancing for quarters at the lunch table. Of course your son's the Baltimore foot <laughs> stomper who sniffs glue. <laughs> you know, and of course she's going to be like all the problems are going to come out because yeah. they're just moralist people yes. and, and and francine is just the victim yes. of all of it the and int- she's a good christian woman yeah the, <laughs> the introduction of these two kids lulu's dance i'm obsessed with lulu you have failed every single subject again oh no ma they changed the grading system f is for fantastic you little liar it's a good thing you're not pinocchio your nose would be a mile long i swear to god on the bible it's true stop that lying I got voted president of student council today. Liar, ma'am. I'm a cheerleader, too. Liar, liar. I'll tell you another thing, mother. I quit school today, and I'm going to get me a job as a go-go girl down at the Flaming Cave Lounge. You'll work at the Flaming Cave Lounge over my dead body. Now you go to your room and you stay there until I call you. Oh, Lulu's dance. Lulu Fishpaw is my favorite character in movie history. (laughs) She's my favorite, certainly my favorite John Waters character of all of them. I love it. The fact that she's always in, to me, like in, if you look at the script, this is so weird, but like in West Side Story, okay, the the Jet Girls, they're they're like named Velma and Graziella. Mm -hmm. And in the script (laughs) we did in college, it was, one of them, it was like, it's like Velma and Graziella lost in a world of jive. It's how they describe <laughs> they describe these girls, these these jet girls, as lost in a world of jive. Yeah. And I think that's Lulu Fishpaw. Oh, she is. She's constantly dancing, gyrating. Yeah. The, when she walks into the kitchen and throws her books into the trash can <laughs> and starts dancing and saying F stands for fantastic. F yeah. is for fantastic. And shaking up the soda mm-hmm. pop and like oh, spraying everything. Francis this little face. brat. Everything <laughs> is just – it's yeah. musical. Yeah. And everything is a lie. Every word out of her mouth yep. is a lie. Just the F is for fantastic. And I borrowed this outfit. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. And the idea of making a date. With a square boy. Oh, I love that. 
Oh, <laughs> yes. The decoy Absolutely. date. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. so, that she, mm-hmm. so that she could be with Bobo. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, it's so, and so ditching for, at, for At first, I remembered, I misremembered and thought that Freddie was in on it. But no, oh, they, he no. drives her down the driveway. Right. And he's like, what the heck? <laughs> right. Like, and then Bobo's the down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor Freddie. Poor Freddie. Mm-hmm. Poor Freddie Ashton. Oh. <laughs> now Bobo is uh played by Stiv Bader's yes. of the Dead Boys. And I'm not very familiar with the Dead Boys. I'm not either. Music. I know he died yeah. uh not uh, not that not long, too long after, after the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Car accident, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it was a car mm-hmm. accident, and then like there was a w- some weird circumstances that he just you know internal injuries and all that. Oh wow! Um, Is that like a punk band? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, the Dead Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, not super familiar with their music, but I mean. He is that, and I don't know how just the the casting people behind these movies, the way they just pick, all the way up to Cecil well, B. Demented with but, Michael Shannon. They're, mm-hmm. they're these guys that he yeah. picks. Gator in... Well, John, I mean, I think that's <laughs> on him and, and on Pat Moran, his yeah. casting director, yeah. who's been with him from the beginning. Yeah. And it's that he's known... It's like the great filmmakers. It's like when Robert Altman's like, sure. you know, putting Huey Lewis and shortcuts or right. whatever. And you're like, I want that energy. I yeah. don't want just actors from Tish. Yeah. You know, yeah. in this movie, I want the real thing. And also John Waters type mm-hmm. is rough trade. Yes. He's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. he's in love with Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> That's his type. And, and he says in all of his books, like once a week on Friday nights, I think he gets drunk. He, he drinks one night a week and goes to like, scary biker bars sure and that's his thing yeah he likes those you know and that's where you find you know and yeah i think it was michael shannon's first movie i believe was this with him credit yeah. is michael is mike, mike shannon yeah in mike the credits shannon. um yeah they discovered dexter at a bar in new york the week before filming that they hadn't cast wow. dexter and it's sort of a lana turner story where <laughs> they went into this bar in like greenwich village or something and it was just like hey do you want to be in a movie yeah, that is mm-hmm. just unbelievable. Yep. And I think it's the only, it's the only it's credit the only he movie has. he ever did. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, like uh, Gators in uh, in Female Trouble, and who is the very similar character in in Pink Flamingos, um, Crackers. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, totally. Yeah, all these, and yeah, it's you're that, right. Even up that, to Johnny Knoxville, it's, yeah, it's, it's that, that it's that scrawny, dirty, <laughs> sexy. It's his thing of like it's. It's rough trade. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, and that's what he's he that's what he loves and you know, uh and I love him for it. <laughs> it probably made me love it too. It's I like, mean, yeah. well that's the thing, you know, when you when you first well, I think my sister finally got her hands on a copy of Pink Flamingos and I was probably 15 and she was 17 and we're just watching it at our, at our dad's house and I'm just like, "Oh, I can't believe I'm watching this with my sister, first of all. And I, I always say this. So, you know, you're watching it and you're – if you've never seen it or if you're not familiar, you're just like, should I, should is I this, be watching is this? Is this a dirty movie? Is this a porno? Is this a porno? <laughs> oh, well, because yep. it feels – it also feels like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it feels like someone Kinda is filming real. this yeah. and we shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. Like this is not okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. These, and the scenes with these guys, he always gets them naked. I mean in the, the earlier ones, we don't we don't see Dexter. Oh, you, you see Gator's balls in, in female trouble. Yeah. Oh, full yep. close-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I forgot in this movie – uh, Francine's like dream sequence with the jock strap. Oh yeah, 
the sexy jockstrap guy. Sexy yeah. jockstrap guy with his nice furry crack. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that one. I was like, he looks there's like, no nudity in this one. Oh, there. Oh, he looks like he that. should be yeah. dancing at Martha Plimpton's bar and pepper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No tea bagging. No tea bagging. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, but this was probably his, this was his first movie without, that was his first R rated movie, I believe. It was his first R rated okay, movie. Okay. Everything else had pretty much been unrated, unrated. or the equivalent of X, I uh-huh. think. And this is kind of his first movie without. I mean, his who's all like, who's all of his his cast that's in. What, what do they call them? The uh, Dreamlanders. The Dreamlanders. Yeah. There's only really just two of them, but there there's others, but they're well, kind of on the peripheral. Yeah. Of well, this well, there's movie. Mink Stoll, Edith mm-hmm. Massey. Yeah. Oh yeah, Edith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edie. Uh, and then yes, the rest are like us. Mary Vivian Pierce is a small part in it. Mm-hmm. I think she, Mary Vivian Pierce <laughs> is the only person who's been in all of his movies. Okay. Um, because I don't know that Mink did all of his very very early ones right. before Mondo Trash Show, but mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, um, I I mean, but I I I think this is also I love that. Um, he also like casting wise, he he cast the three of them, Divine and Mink and um, Edith Maybe. Massey. All in very like different roles. Yes. Oh, very and that's, what's, counter... and that's what's funny. And that's yeah. what's fun about Edith Massey in this movie oh. is that she's playing a very different character. She's new money. She's new money. And <laughs> you know? there's just something so endearing of watching Edith Massey in this role of that she gets to wear these fancy clothes. Yes. Delivering all of this dialogue. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, um, what, do we know why she has money? I feel like she's newly. She, she inherited it from an employer. Because so she, she, she was, was a housekeeper. She was a housekeeper. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So yes. she just got a windfall from one of her employers. Yes. And, um, yeah, but it's like so Cuddles. funny. Because also, like, Mink still usually plays the uptight. Yep. Really, right. you know, yeah. or the villain. Mm-hmm. And she's a villain in this movie, too. But she's so, but she gets to be a slut right. in this yep. movie, which is so fun. Is <laughs> like Sandra. Yes. With the Bo Derek, uh, you know, cornrows. The Bo Derek cornrows. Bo Derek And Braves. she's just in lingerie the entire movie. Yes. She's <laughs> just in a bra panties the whole time. It's oh, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Okay. Edith Massey as Cuddles. New money. Oh, cuddles. She and she is like Scott said. She's in a different costume every scene. Mm-hmm. She's got uh, like a equestrian look. She's got like yes. a plaid skirt. She has yes. she has her her uh, her tennis her, look. Her tennis yes. togs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like a ball gown later, <laughs> yes. right? When she gets to the for her co- for her own cotillion that she's yes, throwing. yeah, of, <laughs> as you do when you're wealthy, <laughs> when you're a fifty year old yes. woman, but. I I love Edith Massey. I love her performance. She was in these the first movies. voice on our podcast. Remember, she was the first voice yep. on, on mm-hmm. the trailer for, for our, our trailer for the show. Yep. Um, does she have too many lines in this movie? <laughs> Possibly <laughs> too many lines that she could ha- more lines that she could handle. Probably. What's the What's the one line that she trips up on that she can't pronounce? She's oh, there's a word that she says that she's. I forgot what it is. She does go poor Francine. Poor Francine. Yeah, it's I also love yeah. every time I go in to try and close, I hear myself go, God damn these designers. <laughs> like that has just stayed with me for, forever. Yeah, yeah. Going to, <laughs> going to try on clothes. And of course, she doesn't fit into any of them. And she's, God, and she's ripping the clothes in the fitting room. Oh, God damn. While Divine is throwing up in her purse. It's so great. And that's okay. That's the weird thing about Cuddles because it's okay, it's Edith, yes. Her performance is crazy, yes. But it's just the character too because 
Francine is at one point hanging herself yep. from the refrigerator door mm-hmm. and Cuddles comes in and she's like, let's go shopping. Right. <laughs> and she's also kind of an enabler and she's de- she doesn't know how to really help Francine yeah. at all. Like she really loves Francine and mm-hmm. she, you know, she does the, she does the, um, recon on like finding right, out that Elmer right. and Sondra are having an affair does mm-hmm. all that, but she's kind of not really. And it's also, you know, why I think, you know, there, there's a real like sadness in this movie where you realize mm-hmm. that the end, like Francine is all alone. Yeah. Like she really mm-hmm. doesn't have, you know, like as much as like her kids, like, get reformed and everything she it really is like i'm on my own yeah 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 yeah. and she thinks she has all these uh lifelines right you know and when the movie starts uh you know she's married to elmer who hates her yes you know Mm -hmm. she has a a beautifully appointed home beautifully question mark french provincial french provincial (laughs) obsessed with this living room the that velvet, velvet uh, blue couch. Disgusting. <laughs> Every single time that couch is revealed, oh, I, I know. just crack up. Just well, because it looks it's... like there's just standing dust like in yeah. the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so she like has, she has little small singular shelves that only have uh like a figurine a single curio a single curio mm-hmm. yes. sitting on it yes. at one point when elmer is asking for a drink and she wheels the bar the cart entire bar the bar cart we are yes. we are <laughs> shopping for bar carts right now oh. trying to get a bar together maybe we can and get I'm, a wheelbarrow I'm kind, of, <laughs> I'm kind of looking at you this need bar to get cart one of those that just i need to get one of those yep. <laughs> so he's sitting there and behind him are these they're not velvet paintings they're frames and in the frames is, is it lo- peacocks or what is yeah, it? But there's like a velvet backing. It's like it's not a painting or a photograph. It's it's like a it's soft sculpture or something. Yes, <laughs> it's red velvet in, oh. in a painting. And there's yeah, there's like a peacock or something in there. It's wild. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and you know, uh, a funny little character beat is that those big plastic air fresheners are all throughout the house. Yes. And I don't think I noticed it until this time when she uh, – because Francine is – her olfactory senses Yeah, she has a hypersensitivity hypersens- to smells, yes. which is tied into the odorama. The odorama, which we haven't even talked yeah, about. Right. We'll talk about that later. But she – when Elmer goes to sleep, he just raises his arm over his head like you do when you go to sleep. Sure. But it's just his bare arm in the air, and she pulls this plastic – Air freshener thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just sniffs it. She's just sniffing it uh, and waving it around. Yes. <laughs> and she puts it down. And as I'm watching later on, they're everywhere. They're all over the living room. They're on both And this has stands. to be just something that either Divine or John just remembers from their childhood. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's so specific. Little, it's a weird specific but little it, I, I, Yeah. I guess it's always been like the idea of like covering things up. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to instead of like eradicating a smell, we're just going to put more right like yeah. perfume on top of the the turd, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so um and that's like what suburbia does. Mm-hmm. It's like just like and everything's false and chemical. Yeah. And just like you know, yeah. Especially at the time, you know, in a a pre-Febreze world kind of a world. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, the air fresheners are are in like hairspray bottles, you mm-hmm. know, or they have this those like those like cone things that you lift up the top and it's just got a weird like gelatinous uh, uh-huh. thing inside there. It's like, what is it? Who knows what it's made of? And all these smells like you're saying 
they just are on top of whatever is yeah. in your house. And, right. and yeah, in the sixties and the seventies and even and, and in the and through the eighties, it's just these air fresh the the state of fragrance in your home was <laughs> not great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's in a Febreze. I'm not saying that that is like great for the environment either, but it feels it's got to be better than yeah. those aerosols <laughs> yeah. that they were spraying. Yeah. yeah, we just got we just got a good haul from um, Bath and Body Bath Works. and Body yeah. Works. Uh-huh. The, the three wick candles were fourteen ninety nine a piece. Oh, so we were like going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably segue into Odorama. Yeah. So yes. I mean. John Waters grew up on the William Castle movies yes. with Everyone Loves a Good Gimmick, the skeleton flying down the movie theater, uh, the just Tangler kind of, and all those games. The, yeah. the seats that would sort of give you a shock or like buzz you. And they did something similar in this movie, and it's called Odorama. And whenever <laughs> you went to this movie in its theatrical run, you were given a card with 10 cents. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the card cost an extra 10 cents? Oh, oh, no, fragrances. S C E N T. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. When we were doing our, ten, yes. our viewing yesterday, I did do them. He scratched them. I'm yeah. very much like he doesn't want to. I'm very he, much he like don't touch don't them. scratch. The I card, have an but, oh, I have an Odorama card yeah. from the 80s that uh, I'm sure is completely de skunked yeah. by yeah. this point. Um, and this card doesn't tell you what all the fragrances are. The pro- oh, there you probably well. Have I mean, some. it's supposed to be a surprise in the movie. Yeah, too. Oh, that's so. The only thing in this movie I, that I don't like and I really hate it is the opening scientist. Right. That it's so sure. right. cheesy and it feels very Kentucky Fried movie. Yeah. And yeah. It feels very <laughs> like wonk, wonk, wonk yeah. where this guy's doing a bad Freud. Oh, doctor. And he's like with chemicals. But it's just mm-hmm. – it's so terrible. It starts and when I show people, I'm like, just ignore this. It's just explaining you know, what it is. But you get the smell – of roses mm-hmm. as number one. Mm-hmm. And then the, all the others are terrible, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Flatulence, yeah. model, airplane, glue, pizza, gasoline, skunk, natural gas, new car smell. I like that one. The, the new, new car? car. I, like, oh, yeah. I like the new car smell for Tab's car. <laughs> Dirty shoes and air freshener. Oh, because those, are the, ten, the, those are the 10 yeah. cents. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, it comes back around. It's a happy ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. As it is. To the, to the good do. sense. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I think I read that so, like early VHS releases didn't have it. That opening crawl or the opening. Oh, interesting. Just, just because the cards wouldn't have been with it. I remember yeah. when we rented this from Videotech in South Pasadena, the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. their rental gave us a card. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. The, the video rental gave yeah. us a card. Well, Videotech mm-hmm. also does like. So would that they come with? Buy, they probably went out of their way to put it to buy the buy one criteria to get and put it in there. Or yeah. no, I mean this was way pre criteria. This was oh, okay. way pre criterion. Oh. I oh. think they just went out of their way to get a card. Sure. They had one card that they would just trade around and people were scratching and sniffing a card. <laughs> yep, probably. Oh God, love the eighties, nineties. Oh no, this was like ten years ago. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just forty years of fingernail dust yeah. just okay gathered and shared. Why not? Sure. Um the history of Odorama is interesting because they brought it back with the Spy Kids movie and there's some kind of some controversy with the name. So they used oh no, it's for the Rugrats Go Wild movie that what? used Odorama and they used the logo and it was because the copyright lapsed. Oh. And they didn't renew it. With New Line. Wow. So Damn Paramount, so Paramount swoop, uh, swooped in swooped in and got it. And John wow. said that he was pissed when he found that <laughs> out. Of course. <laughs> he was pissed that he didn't remember to renew the copyright. Oh, right. My right, yeah. right. Wow. They, they, and they later did something with like with the Spy Kids movie. Okay. Too. Okay. Well. 
I mean, for what it's worth, everyone like, will always connect Odorama with polyester. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's but so I weird. think in the early, the first run of VHS, it didn't have the opener with the scientist, and it, the numbers didn't flash because mm. you didn't get a card, so it didn't. In my memory, uh, the one I saw, they did did have okay. the, the numbers flashing, but we didn't have a card. Okay. okay. Um, and I and I just was like, oh man, you know. But um, yeah, it's yeah. probably really fun to see with an audience. Oh, I can imagine. I don't think I've ever seen this one with an audience. No. no. Yeah. No. Um, we have not even talked about Tab Hunter. Let's talk about Tab Hunter. But, so, you know, uh-huh. the, one of the things that I, every time I watch this, I think the same thing. He didn't come in until like yeah. an hour. Into He's movie. late. In the He's movie. introduced in like the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, what an amazing thing for him to do, yeah. you know, yeah. and his career. I mean, before, he was you know. doing like dinner theater, right? When John Waters called him up, and then this movie led to stuff like Grease too. Yes, mm-hmm. right? Because well, and it's like, but it was really his John's first like star yeah. that he got. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I mean, mm-hmm. like in Desperate Living, he had Liz Renee, who was a burlesque star, right, but right. like you know, not a household name, and. You have Tab Hunter, heartthrob yeah. from Dobie Gillis, and all yeah. these, and it's like he's making out with Divine, yeah, <laughs> and you yeah. know, um, and plays it so straight, like yes. mm-hmm. plays it just like plays really, a really plays a really good scumbag, too. completely, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I mean, yeah, it's it's only 1980, and so I'm just like he looks great, like yeah. he looks so good, he. Like looks great till the end. Yeah, I mean, he was like yeah. sexy man. When you, I, when you yeah. watch that documentary, he pretty much looks the same as he did. Yeah. in polyester. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, he was at the screening at Outfest, and I remember seeing it in person. I was like, he's still yeah, got it going. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's so funny because I I always I always remembered the John Waters movies for having those that really fun stunt casting. Yeah. You know, and having yes. those big stars mm-hmm. of, you know, of yesterday or whatever, just kind of being peppered through these movies. And, well, Hairspray and Crybaby, yeah. especially, mm-hmm. he just got so many people in those. And yeah. then, and then his movies after that with Kathleen Turner and Melanie Griffith and yeah. Tracy Ullman, like he always, Patty Hearst. like Patty Hearst mm-hmm. and, you know, yep. get, like all these people. But, um, this was a big deal. To yeah. Get. Tab Hunter. I don't know if Tab was openly gay in 1981. Right, probably not. Um, I mean, I would, I would think probably just gay to people that knew him. People that knew him. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and I mean, the documentary does claim that like he was his career was pretty much ruined to protect um, Rock Hudson. Oh, yeah. Because sure. they had the yeah. same management, and they basically right. were both caught, and they were like, "We got to save one." And Tab went down, and it it did ruin his career. Yeah, uh, yeah. when people found his, out. But did you read his book, Tab Hunter Confidential? No, I, no, read I have it. not read it. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because in in there's an interview with him, and he talks about when they offered him the movie, and they're like, "Okay, but you know, you just have to be okay with one thing." And he's like, "What is it?" And they're like, "You ha- your character has to kiss Divine." And I'm thinking, oh yeah, of course we would have to kiss Divine. Like right. he's the love interest. He's like the Lothario and all that. But it just completely like doesn't go over my head. But to me, I'm thinking, why wouldn't he have a problem 
Kissing Divine, but in the 80s or 1980, 19, the time. late 70s, yep. it's yeah. like, this, this is a man. We know this is your, a man your in average, Your average yeah. dating man might have a yeah. problem with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, of course. Yeah. And as we know, as gay men, we know that gay men can be the worst about that. Yeah. About, about doing sure. that. Well, in terms yeah. of like, I don't want anyone to perceive me as possibly mm-hmm. gay because a lot of straight guys are like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like, I, you know, a lot of right. straight guys are like, I'll kiss another guy. Yeah. Especially now. But even back then, I think when they were like, but if, but if there was speculation that they might yes. be gay, it was even harder to get someone to do that. And, and the fact that he just didn't give a shit is awesome. Yeah. And so punk rock. Yeah. Like, Let's do it. Yeah. As I remember when reading his book, I think a lot of him stepping away from Hollywood was also a personal choice of that for my well-being, I have to step away. Too. Yes. Just because I want to live my life on my own terms. And mm-hmm. from the documentary, he seemed like such a happy person yes. who really followed that mm-hmm. versus the Hollywood model of anything for my career. I got to be yeah. a bigger, bigger name. And, then, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's really admirable. You know, for I, 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 as much as like, yeah, I want to be doing more and having more, but like, I, you know, in the Hollywood of it all. But it's also like, yeah, at a certain point, what's it worth? What is it? get you and you know there were so many of his generation like god they just would chew you up and it's like you know paul lind had a horrible life you know it's like when you think about like to be gay in that era yeah. it's like oof it's rough yeah yeah and especially like if you're gonna be like a paul lind type or paul lind in particular it's like okay you're gonna be you have to be a joke yeah yeah that's yeah mm-hmm. you say well gonna... and i guess like you know paul lind couldn't really hide it yeah. or, or you yeah. Know, yeah. why would you like tab hunter could easily have hidden it yeah. and, in sure. a way like he mm-hmm. could have and, and i love that he was like yeah no i yeah. want to be happy and i yeah. don't give a shit i yeah. don't need to like who do i need to be right right you know straight for which yeah. is so awesome that mm-hmm. and not that it's against anything against people like me like effeminate gay men who are like we know you are you walk in the room <laughs> we can tell you know i just i do think it's a different journey for people who have to come out every time they right. walk into a room. People right. really have no idea. And, and especially uh, probably when you look like Tab Hunter. Right. Yeah. That when you're sort of, you're a matinee idol and you're every girl's kind of boy next door. Too. Right. That has to be really hard. Yes. Because people just, especially back then, they just assumed you were straight. Was he Was he linked with Anthony Perkins, or am I yes. making that up? Yes, yes. they were. Okay. And mm-hmm. see, Tab Hunter always seems to me like such a happy person. Well, and Anthony Perkins, he wrote about does in, not. He wrote about in his book of how kind of complicated that relationship sure. was. For yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, Anthony Perkins seems like a very tortured. Yeah. Really Anthony like, Perkins know. was probably pretty salty in person. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, if Meg Tilly has anything to say about it, <laughs> we, just did our, we just did our Psycho Two rewatch. Oh my god, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Twenty two years. Wow, well, yeah. <laughs> they allegedly did not get along on set, but I think their chemistry works when you watch oh, Psycho Two. Meg, yep. and, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Um, okay, so my question is: Todd, Todd tomorrow, Tom tomorrow, Todd, 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 Todd tomorrow, Todd tomorrow. So he's. <laughs> That's a soap opera name. So okay, so he is sleazy, right? He's got this car, fucking cool car. His introduction yeah. when Divine's in the back seat 
and she yeah. sees him standing. And he's just got like, he's just like car. scratching his dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But his costume, his costume choices, they're, they're supposed to be corny, right? Like this is not supposed to be 1980 hot guy dresses like this, or is it? Are they going for slick used think, car salesman? No, it, it looks. I think it's corny even for the time. Oh, I love it. I yeah. think it's like the plaids and the yeah, the thick polyesters. He's got a very like li- like Larry from th- from Three's Company totally kind of yeah, vibe. Totally. <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, I do think it's used car salesman. Yeah. Also, like. You know, I don't know, like, I don't know, like that all American dad. I don't know, like, what, yeah, well, because he's a a certain age, too. He's not a young man in this, he's not old by any means, but he's not a young man in this movie. And I'm, I'm assuming he's just, yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's like a divorcee. I think he's just, just an old swinging kind of bachelor. And I mean, it turns out that he's in cahoots with, with, with LaRue, mother. That character. that character is wild. <laughs> that character is. I love that she's fully on cocaine. Yes. Yep. And she's, a mountain of cocaine. Oh, and <laughs> I also I also love her line like free, rich, white, and happy. Yeah. Just like everything terrible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. And it and it does kind of take you by surprise if you're not familiar with it. Um. Because, yeah, I, I, I feel like we've, we watched this movie I a lot. I forget about the character of the mother. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I love that her name is LaRue. But um, I don't know. I feel like the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, something is amiss here. There's There's got to be, you know, there's got to be something going on with, with Tom, Todd Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Why he is so obsessed with, you know, Francine. And you eventually find out that, you know, he's, right. with, he's with the mother. And they're trying to, you know, lock her up, right? Put her in a... a Insane Asylum, I think, and then sell her house. And- yeah, and like sell the kids into yeah. like prostitution or something. <laughs> White slavery. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, like she's she's everything terrible. I mean, yeah, like she literally calls Edith Massey retarded yes. at one point. Like she's just like awful, like <laughs> yeah. in every possible way. Yeah, because at, at first she's just like, oh, the- she's your former maid. Don't you know? You can't associate with her. She's the help, whatever. But then she straight up calls her retarded. Yeah, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, um, and not to be friends with retarded. Like that. Mm-hmm. That's why. It, that's how she says it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. And then um, all the stuff about being rich and free and white, and then yes. you're like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, this lady, pretty rotted. <laughs> yeah, she's all. awful. Yeah, but it's also like you know she's so disappointed in francine mm-hmm. like that like what francine's become suburbia the values they teach you yeah mm-hmm. and like basically like making fun of her for being an alcoholic making fun of her having a divorce mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though she's like so much better without elmer it's like you know how what a failure you are right on all levels yeah. right right you know um but i mean yeah she she would most likely get to keep this house and if the kids weren't as awful as they were, but the the kids do come around. Uh, you know, but, uh, Dexter eventually gets gets caught. The, when Dexter gets caught, and that little boy on the news, <laughs> I saw some weird looking hockey. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's right. I forgot about him. Yes, yes. That little boy makes me laugh every. <laughs> time. So according to John, he said on the on the commentary that there actually know. was a foot stomper in Atlanta. Okay. So there were wow. foot stompers at large at this time. 
these guys that, on. that guys that really got off on stomping on people's on feet. women's feet probably women's feet yeah okay. oh wow mm-hmm. but i love that dexter like you know he's stalking them from behind slowly then he stomps on their foot and he just yeah. laughs and laughs yeah <laughs> well and, and again like he has an ability to make these really disturbing things kind of childish and gleeful right. and mm-hmm. playful <laughs> You know, yeah, it's yeah. like not like as horrifying because that's really terrifying. Yeah, that someone's like strung out on glue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> introduce huffing kitchen supplies too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Lu- Lulu, the 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 punk boyfriend. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a little surprise there at at Halloween when he's like, "Okay, yeah. you don't got any candy, then." You're getting a you're getting a trick, and he come they come in, pulls a gun, shoots Larue the mother. Yes, and then what? What does she? Does she get the gun somehow and shoots him, or she shoots him? Yeah, because he di- he straight up just dies. Yeah, yes, yeah. Something happens that he gets he, he dies gets pretty shot. early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, these are those dark directions that some of these John Waters movies take. <laughs> yeah, every like now when and you then. like. You always remember the first half of Female Trouble, but then you tend to kind of not rem- I I always kind of forget about the last 20 <laughs> minutes of it when it oh, gets like really when she's dark. Oh, like in prison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and that footage of the prison in, the, in that is so grim. Yeah. It's like you're watching Helter Skelter. It's like yeah. so creepy. And that, and that yeah. like electric chair, like it yes. like could be a real electric chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the, it does kind of take a dark turn there, but it's all for Lulu to kind of like turn her life around, right? And get into macrame. Yes. Yeah, and, and she uh, gets sent off to the um, oh the, the nuns, nuns. The, yeah. un, the uh the nun for unwed mothers, for unwed mothers. Yeah. Yep, that's right. She gets pregnant and she tries to give herself an abortion <laughs> by like punching herself in the stomach. And I love is is this movie like eighty five minutes long? Like there's is, so yeah, much yeah. that's not even ninety yep. minutes. Yeah, that just I love that it just goes. Yeah. Like it's just every minute there's some turn. I mean, you know? you, you want to talk about dark? The dog commits suicide. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they had to get some sort of a of a stunt dog oh or like a, a trained animal that could yeah. look like it was. It had hung itself. I mean, what's what's worse, the dog committing suicide with the note that says "Goodbye, cruel world" and the <laughs> paw prints, <laughs> yes, at the bottom, or the um, the baby in the fridge in oh, oh in desperate, in desperate living. living. That shot always gets me. Oh, when they open the fridge and, and a and baby a falls out and gleefully giggles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was some story about that. Like, it was a friend of theirs who was yeah. like, you can have our baby and put it in the fridge and we'll do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, in uh, in Female Trouble, the baby that she get, uh little baby Taffy. Yeah. The the mother is pregnant throughout the movie. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's a woman from Desperate Living, isn't it? I think it's... Uh, oh, the actual baby that's delivered? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And because that's a newborn That's baby a fresh baby in that in that scene you're like that is an infant that is a yeah exactly yeah it's um uh, but yeah there's always these uh little like shocking race bits. race polo always makes me grasp my pearls what is it the race polo where they're where they're like hitting hasidic jews walking oh. down the street with the broom and and gene, gene hill yeah 
Jean Hill, yes, she exactly. Is, she's not somebody to be fucked with, too. No. Yep. Don't fuck with the sisters of the church. <laughs> yep. She bites a tire. She, oh, a tire. she deflates and, a bus tire. And John said that Jean Hill actually bit the tire and oh. took out one of her teeth. Oh, my God. Uh, and you don't even see her mouth in the shot. It's just oh the back God. of her head. It wasn't even needed. That's the thing, like, commitment that yeah, they all had. Yeah. To doing whatever John wanted them to do. Yeah. Susan Lowe. Susan, Susan Lowe, Lowe, of yeah. course. Yes. She, she's the re- mole from Desperately. Mo- exactly. Yeah. She's the receptionist in uh, in Female Trouble. She's right. pregnant the entire movie. And then later on, she gives birth. And two days later, she says, sure, use my baby. Oh, I love <laughs> use that. Use my baby for the baby newborn baby taffy scenes. Little, little crazy things like that. But, How yeah. cool to be that baby. I know, right? right? <laughs> like, I was the baby in female trouble. Like, sure, bitch, me too. I'm baby Taffy. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. real baby Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's that's the other thing, too. You know, we, we see Mink. I mean, Taffy's an insane character. Yeah. Very sad character. I get, I get very like because you get the whole child abuse oh aspect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I get that goes really dark when she goes and finds her real father. You know, oh, and she goes yeah. to that house and oh, yeah. stabs him and all that. Um, and then you know when you when you see her later on in uh, Pink Flamingos and then and then in this, she's just like so wild and just. Who, Mink stole Mink, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just love that she takes every role like so so authentically and yeah. seriously. Have you ever yeah. worked with Mink at all? I have. I did uh, Eating Out for Drama ah, Camp, of course, okay. with Mink Stoll, and it was a big reason why I wanted. When they asked me to do it, I was like, I get to be in a movie with Mink Stoll. <laughs> when do how do I sign up? Yeah, and I got to spend a, just a day with her. We were we were just in one on one day together, but. All the other guys, the hot guys in that movie, um, was actually a really fun movie to make. And yeah. um, all the guys were working out like every between every take, like how <laughs> my abs and everybody was sleeping with everybody, and they're all were like who is hotter than who and all that. All I cared about was talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I like I don't care about any of these guys. Yeah, I want to know like everything. And she got that right away, and she was so gracious with me, and like answered every question that i know she's answered a million times but yeah, she sure. said then i remember because i was you know complimenting her this and that and she says you know what honestly like all the credit goes to john because yeah. the rest of us were just do whatever he tells us to do because we had no idea that anybody would even see these movies right sure she's like we were all on speed and we were just like whatever john <laughs> says and she's like it's just it's phenomenal to me that people have held on to all this and know it yeah, yeah. you know but um you know, she's she's also like very just like just really normal. Like I mean, just sure. really like easy and approachable and like really lovely. Like, you know, a mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And um you're like you just don't know what you're gonna say to somebody like that. You know, when mm-hmm. when you get to like meet them and work with them. But she was really fun to just do whatever and like I also love that she was she was not a prude by any stretch, but right. she was not a filthy mouth loud. <laughs> She's like, I say what my lines are. I'm an actor. Like right. I, you know, uh, you know, but yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I love that she's like she's like the the touchstone of the eating out. Like I forget that she's saga. The, I forget that she's, <laughs> she's like the aunt. she's mm-hmm. the aunt. Yeah, yeah. She's in almost all of them. I yeah. think, mm-hmm. if not all of them, of yeah. the main character that gets recast in every movie. Yeah, I think it was well. Um, no, yeah, he doesn't get. Recast. He was in the last. Three, I believe. I'm trying to remember who's, is it the, which of the two's aunt. 
Which one? I think she's Daniel Skelton's aunt. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I used to see him all around town. I remember. Well, yeah. He and Chris Salvatore uh-huh. have a pie and Rebecca yeah. Kutcher and also Salvatore. That. Yeah. Uh-huh. The three of them who all from those movies have a new podcast out. Oh, okay. Um, and I should know better than what, know the name <laughs> of that, but they're all lovely. I, had a, we'll I mean, I had up. a great time doing that movie with them. It was, it was a blast and a half and, you know, getting to have that connection. And, you know, I've gotten to meet John a few times and I'm always the, the biggest dork when I meet it. Cause I'm like, <laughs> how do you talk? I mean, I, it's like, he's, you know, my he's Carol Burnett, like right, the two of them. Sure. Yeah, there's yeah. nobody else, you know, that I'm that way with. I think if I met Meryl Streep, I'd be like, "Oh, that's odd. Hi, nice <laughs> to meet you." But I don't yeah. think I'd have the same thing that I do when I'm around John Waters. Yeah, it's absolutely. like there's just an. I also am just like there's nothing I'm gonna be able to say to you, right? That's gonna like right. connect. Mm-hmm. It's where I really understand fans in a way that I'm so like. In general, I'm like, oh, fans are so like can be so weird and whatever and then you're like no think about how you think of john waters and you're like oh right oh yeah you know i wouldn't know how to i i I just would i just would not know i i don't know what to say to him there's this movie that's been in development recently liar mouth a feel bad romance that he might be directing but i don't know what the status okay so have you read it no it's uh it's fantastic it's his first and only novel and it just came out last year it is um it's wonderful it's about a woman who steals luggage from um for, at, at airports so she goes <laughs> into airports and steals luggage just from the carousel just from the carousel <laughs> and she has like of course a dirty uh rough trade grifter sure. guy who has a penis that talks to him okay. and he's the guy's straight but his penis is gay <laughs> and um and it's just one crazy thing after another. And the entire book, I think, takes place in one day. Okay. Uh, and it's just – it's wonderful. And so, yeah, he said he's attached to direct it. And I – oh, God, I hope he gets to make it. Yeah. It's so cool. Because he, hasn't made, a he movie. hasn't made a movie since, like, 2003. A Dirty Shame. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Liarmouth, Francine – Fishpaw calls Lulu Liarmouth in this movie. Oh, right. When she says F is for fantastic, Liarmouth. Yes. If you're a Pinocchio, your nose will be a mile long. <laughs> <laughs> um, the podcast you're talking about with Chris Salvatore, Daniel Skelton, and Rebecca Cochin is called Gamus. Gamus. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they just have a conversation with a new person every week. And yeah, it yeah. looks cute. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, check it out. Because uh, we love Chris Salvatore and... Uh, and Daniel Skelton. They're all great. Yeah. All great. Rebecca Cochin is so funny. They're oh, so yeah. great. Yeah. We yeah. started we started staying at the Triangle Inn mostly yep. because of mostly because of eating, eating out the opening weekend. Oh, week. yeah. yes. <laughs> in Palm Springs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we love it there. Stay at the Triangle they did Inn, that, listeners. They did that and drama camp at the same time. They were oh, shooting both okay. at the same time. Wow. Oh wow. And that's funny. They did some like Lord of the Rings shit at the eating out. <laughs> oh, <movies>. absolutely. <laughs> Very similar shooting yeah, schedule. Exactly. Um, well, we shot most of drama camp at a uh, Jewish day camp called Camp Shalom in Malibu. Okay. And on the first day of shooting, uh, my sex scene, my character's sex scene, which is mostly me screaming really filthy things over a <laughs> mic, like not what you see. Um, a rabbi walked by and heard us doing it was convinced we were shooting porn and shut us down. So we had to leave and come back after we begged them to come back. Oh, so we, wow. we the movie was shut down for a few weeks. So then they went out to Palm Springs 
and Got did part it. five okay. and then came back and did part four. Wow. Wow. That's a little fun. trivia for yeah, you. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Hot take on, on eating out. You're I remember first. Ronnie from Make Me a Supermodel, I believe, was Ronnie in. Ronnie Cole was in our, was yeah. In, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Drama camp. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those guys, they were all so great. And we were planning on spending like two weeks at this camp and it's just Malibu. That's not far away, but we all packed like we were going to spend the oh, night yeah. there for like two weeks because it was like it's just easier than going back and sure. forth early yeah. with the, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the first day, we got shut down, and so they were nice enough to let us spend the night there. <laughs> so we all played spin the bottle, and we got really drunk, uh, and so we all like it was like a very bonding, big bonding experience. That's cool. You can't Ronald. finish shooting your smut, but you can stay here for the night. Exactly. <laughs> And then we like we don't have to work tomorrow. Let's right, right, crazy. <laughs> even right. better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of the the Dreamlander cast. I mean, I guess that most of them sort of just have smaller smaller roles in this movie. It's kind of just handed off to Divine Mink. Cookie's in it. She has a mm-hmm. cameo. What does she do? Is she on the news. Yes. Is, is oh, she's a foot stomper victim. Yeah. Yes. Foot she's stomper. Yes. Yeah. The um. The graphic for the foot stomper on the news. I want that on a t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> so good. It's like a lightning bolt. It's, yeah. It's like the, the high-heeled foot, and there's like a lightning bolt, and it's just like throbbing. Oh. Yeah. And the art that he comes back from prison with, I was just like, I, I want that. I'm gonna oh, that. I'm yes. I'm going to put that up in yes. my house. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so... We we were talking about uh, when we were watching it, Lulu during her reformation that she she doesn't quite become uh, a Harry Krishna like yeah. <laughs> like Taffy like Taffy yeah uh-huh. but but I love but I love that she becomes a hippie and is all about macrame. Well, yeah. I love I love John Waters' hatred of hippies. <laughs> sure, like he really hates that whole thing. Yeah, like fuck yeah. you, I don't believe you. Yeah. It's phony. Um, and having lived in L.A. for twenty three years, I get it that yeah. like. That aggressive positivity. It's like, ew, you're <laughs> awful. And, you know, probably too, you know, when you're, when you're kind of part of a sub, not that I'm part of like a huge subculture or anything, but I mean, being, being queer, we're, you know, we're barely anything anymore. At this point, we're just like queer, queer sure. cis men. It's like, we might as well, well be straight I, well, white guys. Well, like, mm-hmm. And also, I get like with, with like his generation were the hippies. That's and it was what, like yeah. that thing where he mm-hmm. came up with that, where everybody yeah. was doing it. So it's like you're not really a hippie. Yeah. You're yeah. Not, you don't believe in that, right? And so it's and popular hippies, to be that way. And the hippies later just made a bunch of money in the eighties, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> they all became Reaganites. Yeah. They all became yeah. awful. Yeah. And it's like you know, I guess in like my generation, we had all the like. Fish heads, yeah, yeah. Who would buy two thousand dollar yoga pants? Right now, like have crypto or whatever. It's like, you know, give people like opportunity and money, and you see how fast they sell out. Absolutely. And I feel like he's always wanted to sell out. (laughs) Oh, also, we haven't talked about two giant stars Mm. who are involved in polyester: Debbie Harry. Oh yeah, Debbie Harry, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Tell, oh. Talk about Bill Murray being a part Bill of Bill Murray movie. sings the song in the middle. Get. We met. Out. Our love became an ocean. That's Bill wow. Murray. The romantic montage The romantic Bill song Murray. Bill Murray sang that song. I just huh. assumed it was Tab. I, I know. It, was it tab sounds too. very similar, but Tab sings the opening song. Yeah, yeah. But Debbie Harry wrote all the music. Right. <laughs> and I think that she sings backup vocals for the opening song, right? She does sing backup vocals, mm-hmm. La Francie. And she also, um, I think, 
she wrote uh, Lulu's song, Daddy, okay. Daddy, Daddy, and Daddy. And it sounds like a Debbie yeah. Harry song. Yeah. yeah. So she wrote all of that, and this is the height of Blondie. Right. Sure. Yeah. And the height of, of Bill Murray, like coming yeah. out Saturday Night Live. And, yeah, and Stripes. And uh, those movies were huge. And so how cool that, like, yeah. you know, they oh, Yeah, were, I love that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah and then, and it's this is eight years before Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her becoming part of you know, right, part of the crew. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's really cool, and that that's fun because Bill Murray does do that like lounge singer mm, totally, very totally well. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I lo- and <laughs> I love you that. know, at the time, you know, Saturday Night Live was so counterculture. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, and. You know, coming off of that, being like, I'm going to go sing a song for a John Waters movie. That's yeah. so punk. <laughs> Counterculture, that's what it is. You know, and probably John Waters himself probably got mislabeled a lot by like the general normie public as a hippie. Yes. Because sure. he had long yep. hair, right. you know, and he dressed funny. So, pro- you know, cut your hair, hippie. And he's and, like, I am not that at all. And I would also say that like, you know, what I do think is so beautiful about all of these movies is they are very humanist movies. And mm-hmm. they, they really – the good guys win yes. in yeah. his movies. Yeah. Like the assholes, you know, you know, get roasted and eaten, shot yeah. and awful. But like usually there's justice in his movies. And yeah. so sure. you could argue that all of his movies have a real like beautiful, like authentic – don't be an asshole message to them, you know? And, you know, I mean, hairspray was groundbreaking and that like, you know, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and dealing with like, you know, integration Mm -hmm, and segregation mm -hmm. and granted it was, you know, 25 years after, you know, but it's set, but it's like, that's nobody else was doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, in the, in the eighties, the height of Reagan and all that. He's like, Oh, this is what it's really about. So, I mean, I think, I think he was just against, he's against, um, phoniness and that's what's so that's what on a core level when i've been around him what i've always i'm like i'm gonna sound like he doesn't like sycophants he doesn't like somebody kissing his ass and it's like how do i give him that reverence without being like oh my god you're so cool anybody he's like thank you that's cool thank you so much you know it's like right he's like punch me in the face and fucking tell me about your life and now i'll respect you more you know yeah Yeah. and uh yeah i mean he hitchhiked across the country you know, and just was like told his assistant, like, don't come find me, don't pick me up. Right. I mean, he is he's unlike anybody else. Thank God we're on the planet with him. He tells a story in the Cecil B. Demented commentary about they wanted a they needed a rap song and he wanted to get actual an actual rapper, an actual like R and B hip hop artist to write it. He didn't want yeah. just like a, a white person mm-hmm. to write a write a rap song. Right. But the thing was, it had to be about the movie industry. Very specific thing. Right. They're having a hard time finding Is that. it played during the credits? Uh, oh, and it's been a minute. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been a minute. No, it's bankable like bitch. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And and then there's like bankable bitch. There's like another one. Um, so there and there's like a lot of movie film industry references in it. They're having a lot a hard time finding it. And one night he's home, nothing to do, and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go to a bar. Just goes out, goes to a bar he's never been to before by himself, sits there. And starts talking to somebody and telling him the story about like I can't find this. You need you know we need get this rap song written. I don't know what I'm going to do. And they're like, oh, I know somebody. You should um, you should meet them. And he got their information, met him, and it turned out to be the person that ended up writing the song. And he's like, the moral of the story is go out, go out, 
Yep. Leave your house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go do something. Yep. Talk to people. Sit in a bar you've never been to alone and talk to the people around you. And yes. things will happen in your life. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, it's wise advice. Oh, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know. It's also like the right, it's just like things come to you. Just like yeah. follow the green lights. Yeah. And yeah. put it out there. And then also, yeah, be curious. But I also like, I, I do love going out to eat alone. I love going just to the theater alone yeah. or whatever. Cause I, that's when I find the best characters. Cause I'm not uh, talking to somebody else. Sure. I'm really seeing. You're observing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, I always like the story in that commentary when he met Melanie Griffith. And she answered the door she in like the door. leather pants and, yeah. and barefoot. Yep. And just <laughs> and just cussing like a trucker. Yep. She's great and says we'll be in a minute. Yeah, she's yeah, she, uh, Rosie O'Donnell talked about how how Melanie Griffith. I want a, a hot fucking dog. Has a sailor mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot fucking dog. Oh my god, was Pat Nixon fucked in this room? Ah, you would do anything a, oh. a, a fucking white limousine <laughs> what am I, I, a coke I, dealer i always think of that whenever i see a white limousine. yes i do yep. too <laughs> the nerve that's the thing about like his movies have they're so insidious that like so many references that we can say and there's common lingo among gay men when you yeah. say certain things and everyone knows yeah what you're talking about <laughs> do you i know? look like a coke dealer to you or just like everything it's just like you know, I'm not Italian. Like, yeah. there's just something about like you know, two chicken breasts, please. Like at Akbar, there's one bartender in particular. Every time I go up to him to order my drink, I'll go, "I'll have two chicken breasts, please," because it's just sort of like, why is that so great? She goes to a woman's house for dinner. An extremely large glass of ice water. Oh my god. I oh, um, I'm just looking through crazy things that happened in this movie in my notes um the flaming lounge cafe was where lulu was gonna go dance okay, i just think that's yes. just a funny name for a restaurant yeah a, a flaming um, lounge cafe yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um when they go to the drive-in i'm fascinated with this drive-in that they go to so does he run it it's the what, what is, who is it who is it? not marguerite durat who is the um who's the retrospective yeah, gosh, now I and don't it's remember. Like, uh, and it's like the caviar dances in with the... And Oysters oh, and caviar at the drive-in. At the drive-in. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because it's like that pretentious filmmaker. Because they're yeah. reading, they're reading, um, reading Cahiers de Cinema. <laughs> yeah. Divine's looking at... Volume three. She's, yeah, looking at she's, she's looking she's at it. She's looking at it just what? like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> like, what is it? Yes. <laughs> but it's also so... Like, yeah, like, why is that, you know, yeah, like... <laughs> and is this where Cuddles is having her cotillion? Like, oh, my God, it's yes, so weird. They, 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 they kind of, like, don't make that fully clear, yeah. but it's almost like they go to this... It's like the opposite of, of Elmer's. She goes to right. the porn theater to, like, the rich people go to a drive-in art house theater <laughs> with caviar and champagne available. And oysters. <laughs> yeah, and oysters. Yes, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, you know, you mentioned earlier that, like, in his movies that the the good guys typically win you know the 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 forces of good kind of yeah. prevail at the end mm-hmm. and in in this movie cuddles has her her driver yeah Dietrich? heinz 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 yep. that's it heinz german driver heinz and he's like ah und lieben oh <laughs> yes of course <laughs> and she's got her little like two way pager yes. that she can like beep him on yes. and at the end they're they're they like, get married they're in love they get oh, married yes. a couple mm-hmm. <laughs> And they run over, and they run over mother. Yeah, they, they run just, over Larue, yeah. <laughs> and inadvertently, you're just like, oh, and let's just get rid of them. And yeah, yeah. I, I do love that they accidentally back over and kill someone, but it's it's the happy ending because she, 
you know. Because they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same as Desperate Living. They like they literally shoot yeah. Nick Stoll shoot her in the get shot in the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and they get eaten. Yes. And then all the good guys just eat them at the end. Mm-hmm. And cheering. But in Mortville, you know, that's that's <laughs> that's what happens when the good guys mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> this was Edith Massey's last movie with him. Okay. So yeah. she got to go out. With a happy ending. On a high note. Oh, that's so yeah. great. <laughs> I know. I wonder, like, in the later movies, like, who they would have played. Right. You know, I, don't, I, I think he's been asked that, and he said he didn't write them after. Because there was a sequel to Pink Flamingos. There's a script of it called Flamingos Forever. Right. That you can get. And he's never made it, because they're all dead. And yeah. he's yeah. like, I just, except for Mink. And it's like, and, and Mary Vivian Pierce is still alive. But it's mm-hmm. like, the rest, and it's like. So, yeah, he's just like, I would never. But you just wonder, like, yeah. who would Edith Massey play in Syria? Would she have been Rosemary Ackerman? Would she have been Mary Jo Catler? Mary Jo Catler, yeah. You know, like, you're like, who would she <laughs> would have she been? Would she have been? A re- recycle bin doesn't fit in my kitchen. Oh, the best. <laughs> oh, and uh, we just, um, the episode before this, it hasn't aired yet, but we just did Annie. Oh. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. which i Get feel like all wet. and i feel like Cyril mom just kind of it just his i'll always think of Cyril mom whenever i hear tomorrow. oh 100 yep. percent. <laughs> yep we didn't talk about it on the episode but i always it, think no. of Cyril mom yeah yep. yeah it's great I, I think annie is a wretched movie with <laughs> three of the greatest stars it's of all an, time right we talk about as the, the villains i mean mm-hmm. like that was probably for me like as a kid having watching that movie so much yeah and I do love Anne Ranking, and of course, you know, the gay kid in me was like, I like Grace. Right. But I, the, like, Carol Burnett's my all time, is next to John Waters, my favorite yeah. of all time. And her performance in that movie is amazing. And then you have Bernadette Peters and Tim Curry. Yeah. Yep. And that was, like, probably for me, one of the first, like, ding, ding, ding. I like the villains <laughs> way more than the quote unquote heroes. Right. Yeah. Th- that little girl who plays Annie is wretched. I think she's <laughs> awful. <laughs> And it, I, I hate that character. I hate yeah. everything about that world. I the FDR stuff is like what yeah. child star preciousness. Oh, it's so cutesy yeah. and ooh, adorable, and yeah. putting her finger in her dimple and being like, "I'm a ah, precocious." <laughs> no, I was like, yeah. But it, for me, it's like hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> team Re- Rebecca De Mornay. <laughs> like the certain things you're like, I'm on the side of the quote unquote villain in this because. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Daddy Warbucks is screaming the entire time. Oh, yeah. Like, I do not want to live with this man, even if it's no, even if he lives in. Like, and it's really a plotting. It's a tough oh, it's movie. So long. It's so yeah. Long. It's kind of a chore to sit through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a fun episode, though. It was. It was, yeah. it was yep. fun. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what I think about with Edith is is there footage of her not acting? Because her her acting is so specific, you know, just this delivery and you know, sure. But I just want to see her being Edie selling secondhand clothes. Yeah, I do think there's like footage there of her has to like, going in and talking and to her. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know like the stories in his books that she didn't. She would learn everyone's lines. Yeah, including the stage directions. <laughs> and so she would speak, and I had to tell her like. You know, she would go, eggs, eggs, Babs, I want eggs. Edith grabs the sides of the yeah. <laughs> crib or whatever. And they're like, no, you don't say that. You just yeah. say your word, you know. And, um, yeah, but, again, that's authenticity. That yeah. you, There's no actor in the world who could give that. 
Yeah. You know, like that's the thing you're like, that's what makes it so special. Yeah. Someone playing at it. Right. It's what's so scary when people go, we're going to make something. It's kind of like a John Waters kind of thing. You're like, oh, I'm terrified of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like just people saying like, I'm going to make a viral video. Exactly. We're going to make a hit movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not how that works. So maybe she was just one of those people that you meet in life that you're just like, this broad is out of her mind. You got to meet her. She just is this crazy, over-the-top persona, and she probably just delivered every word out of her and, mouth. Just was, and that doesn't always <laughs> translate to cinema. But yeah. in no. Edith's yeah. case, it did. Mm-hmm. Well, and because he also like, loved her and understood yeah. her, yeah. and never judged her. It was right. never like even when she's sitting in a bra in a crib and like <laughs> eating eggs. Yeah. You, you, you're, she's not the butt of the joke, right. weirdly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or in her, like, her, like, black lace up. Oh, Aunt Ida. <laughs> Aunt Ida. Mm-hmm. Yes. Aunt Ida only has the best intentions in mind for Gator. She just doesn't want him she to be boring. To be, she yeah. wants him to be gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what, all she wants is, is a Nelly nephew. Yep. <laughs> a Nelly. One of the first queer positive <laughs> scenes in movie history, probably. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh man, um, ne- I think yeah. Nelly is just such the funniest, like yes. old timey. T- <laughs> yes. <laughs> when she says like it would be, it would be so much better if you were a Nelly. Oh man, so good, <laughs> Nelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I often I would think about like is like is Edie just off camera, just not as kooky? But no, she, I think she just she probably had to be. That's mm-hmm. just yeah. that's just how she yeah, and that's why John fell in love with her and just said she, you are going to be. Right, uh, and and the and have the wherewithal to be like, I'm putting her in a movie. Yeah, yeah, and in all my movies, in yeah. leading roles. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was probably not the easiest thing to get these performances out of her, yeah. especially. Well, since you're shooting on stolen film, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they didn't have like tons and tons yeah. of film, and yeah, they were like, yeah. oh, we really have to get it. We have yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing when you read up about you know the Dreamlanders and all of the you know all the people involved, and it just seems like such a such a wild time. But like, what a like what a crew to be yeah. part of, and it's it's you know so many of the actors have passed on, but a lot of the actual crew are still with them. Like you mentioned, Pat Moran and Vince Peranio. Yeah, Vince yep. still, yeah. yeah. And um, his uh, the the man who does who scores the movies, his I can't think of his name right now, but his daughter has gone on to start composing for film, and oh wow, she helped him in in Cecil Be Demented, and so, oh okay, yeah, it's just yeah the way these people stick with him and his projects, you know, and kind of and even right down to Bob Shea from New Line, yes. yeah, it's just sort of yeah. how integral. John's success was to that studio that maybe we wouldn't have something like Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings if it wasn't for John Waters' well, success with New Line. Isn't it also yep. crazy that like they all grew up around each other? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You know, people just like sort of gravitated to each Divine other. Divine and John Waters went to like neighboring schools. I don't yeah. think they they didn't go to the same school, but like, <clears throat> what are the odds of that? Yeah, yeah. you know, and that they're making. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're making this like these. It's there's just some. That's just 
the kismet of that, you know, mm-hmm. that they've that they've made, you know, that you know, it's just it's wild. I love that kind of the stuff. The universe brought them together. <laughs> yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, John talks a lot about growing up being best friends with Mary Vivian Pierce and just like that yeah. that relationship going back to when they were kids and just like being inseparable and I mean, he talks about it on the commentary of this. Is that's where the 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 decoy date came from? Yeah, he used to he used to get decoy date. Oh, right. When him and his, right. his friend, well, because him and him and yeah. Mary Vivian Pierce would get into trouble, and so their parents forbade them from seeing each other, and so she would make a date with someone with the intention of going out to see John, because otherwise they wouldn't let her leave the house, because she would go out with with John Waters and just get herself into some into some some hot water. Gosh, I love this. <laughs> but what were they doing? How much fun were they having? God. <laughs> I want to be there. Stealing cars, yeah. doing speed. Yeah, yeah. Laughing. What is what is it uh in, in Pecker when they go grocery shopping? Shopping for strangers. So you know what? Yes. <laughs> I work at a Trader Joe's and I sometimes see that. That sometimes every once in a while you'll see a shopping for strangers like purchase in someone's cart. They're like, this is my the reaction of them, I think, is so funny. Oh, <laughs> and I always think of that scene of Pecker. Oh god, isn't that funny? Yep. It can't be on purpose. I think it's just forgetful people just like putting it in a cart. I like to think it's I like to think it's real. <laughs> yeah. And they I think they put it in the cart and they're like, that's not my cart. Oh, I can't reach my hand into it now. And they just walk away. Shopping for strangers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And stealing, stealing pocketbooks and all that, yeah, all that, all that fun stuff. Well, and he keeps finding new ways of like, yeah. how can we be pranksters? That's why in his new book, it's like, oh, let's steal luggage from an air, you know, and, yes. you know. And that's one of those things that's just part of society. That when I'm standing in front of a baggage carousel, I'm just like, I could take any one of these, yeah, right, and walk totally. away with it right now, mm-hmm. you know. And it's that thing that everybody has that thought, and he's just like, wouldn't it be funny? And that's just yes. such a great, funny, like, thing for these characters to do because we all think about it. And it's just, it's just society. We we don't we don't go and grab it. Well, because everybody's standing around waiting. So if someone saw you, then right. <laughs> also, the likelihood of it being like of something valuable, anything, yeah, worth someone's anything. clothes, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, what else? What have we not I talked know, about? Else? <laughs> I think I think that kind of does it with all of my all of your notes, all of my notes at least. the The dining room scene always gets me of when Wonderful. they're the prayer of when they're sitting down for this family dinner and, and L- Lulu's flipping them off the under TV the table. Cam. Dex- <laughs> Dexter Fishpaw putting that ju- that big mashed potato oh. heap on his plate always gets me. <laughs> Oh, you know what we love to uh, about so like the decor and the house and the French provincial and all that. And it's dinner time, and they go to the table, and there is the table set, and there's a thing of mashed potatoes and all the food. And there on one side is a plate of just sliced white bread. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> but that's something that my grandma would have. Yeah, done. of oh, course. Right. My dad's yes. family. Yeah, we, there's always yes, just, but just sliced, sliced white, white bread, bread just sitting on well, the table. Well, and they eat a half a cake each for yeah, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> That calls for a big lunch, and it's like they just split a cake they in split half. An enti- and the first thing I'm thinking is, okay, Francine just has an entire cake in her fridge just to yep. serve. Uh-huh. Because when you're when you're when ladies come over, you got to put something out. Yeah, why not cake? Yeah, a huge birthday cake. And then later, as the scene goes on, you see that it's cut right down the middle. Yes, just and the two and of them are just going at it. <laughs> I can't remember what Elmer says to her when she walks in the dining room. 
I mean, he says a lot of really. He uh, says a lot of terrible some, things, some, but there's something that he says that always makes me laugh. I can't remember what it is. Is it watch Watch your words? Yeah, I think it's watch that. Your, watch your words. Watch your words. Yep. Um, I also some, love how we said. I don't think we've said Sandra's line. Maybe if I said it already, when <laughs> she goes. Children would just get in the way of our erotic <laughs> lifestyle. Pete and I always say that whenever we're at the we at, the, at the Eagle at like a beer bus on a Sunday afternoon. I'm just yes. like, you know, straight people can't do this shit. One hundred. All our friends with kids, they can't be spontaneous like us. Yes, so good. Children would just get in the way of our erotic lifestyle. One hundred percent. Just. Just calling Francine on the phone and just making like pig noise. Oh, <laughs> they're <God>. so rotted. <laughs> oh, they're so evil. Yes. <laughs> oh, but they get theirs. I mean, yeah, yeah, they do. But what is what is Sandra seeing? Elmer, right? His money. Yeah, I, I think guess. power. Yeah, dollar yeah. signs from the, the uh-huh. yeah, from the, that porno the theater. Power of, of mm-hmm. Also, I love. Um, <clears throat> this is also connected to Annie. Mm-hmm. That generation <laughs> of like evil rich people like yeah. always in fur coats yeah it's sort of like in good times remember janet jackson when mm-hmm. she was on good time penny on good times mm-hmm. she's being abused her mom's right. like with an iron mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she gets rescued by the family and then like a season later her parents come back and they're rich <laughs> and they're evil and then she's like in a purple fur or something and she's like trying to steal penny back away but it's very much like what right bernadette peters and tim curry do in annie sure which is that of like r- evil rich people? They wear furs. They have like diamonds, and they're just like awful. Yeah, and they're here to steal your child. Yes. <laughs> and that's so like early eighties, just oh, like yeah. decadence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if if for whatever circumstances I was abusing my child and and Wilona adopted them, I would not dare try to get not that child sure. back Wilona yeah, from Woods. Wilona. <laughs> Absolutely, that child not. is hers <laughs> from now. On. For sure, yeah. But I remember that like genuinely scared me when I watched that as a kid. Like how scary they were. Like I'm like, don't take Penny, don't take yeah. Penny. No, no, no. You know, like they're just gonna burn you with the iron again. Oh, I know. Oh my god, that iron was so upsetting. The yeah. fact that was on a sitcom, frightening. Yeah, and it was little Janet. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah too much. Yep. <laughs> Scott wasn't a big good time. No. He's too young. I'm a little they too weren't, young. Yeah, they weren't. Well, I mean, re- I, I saw it on reruns. I'm yeah, sure, we were too young. Yeah. Yeah. 70s. Right? Yeah, it was, it, was, yeah. it was fully the 70s. Yeah. yeah so so we I saw it in the 80s. And Janet yeah. was pretty little, right? She, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. by the time she was on Different Strokes, she was a teenager. Yeah. This would have been way she before She was dating that. Willis. Yeah. And when she was on Good Time, she was like a little, like 10 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Rich people in furs. I love it. And they were always bad. Yeah. And I mean, get out of town if they're in a fur and just lingerie underneath. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yep. And your, mm-hmm. your odds are just out the window. Then you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Sandra is a, a, gr- a great character in this movie. Yes. But um, I got condoms. Black ones. <laughs> what, did, what did she say about the hormones going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Prophylactic hormones. Prophylactics. That's it. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. It's stopping my ovulation through hormones. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of dialogue is like, what, who? Oh, my goodness. John. It's just John. Nobody <laughs> he, else. He's yeah, such a genius. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nobody's making movies like this anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
But uh, I think, uh, I don't know, listeners, if you can hear, Drew's ride is here. <laughs> My helicopter. <laughs> the helicopters have arrived. I take a Blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know about Blade? Blade. <laughs> it's like the Uber for helicopters. Oh, is that a thing? Yes. Can you go to just Oh my god. Can you go to just opposite ends of the city on a helicopter? <laughs> you yeah, I, certain places obviously if you go to where there's like a landing. Uh, yeah. A, a and it's pretty expensive but you can get a hel- uh, for me you would have to pay me. Oh my god, I would never do <laughs> a that. A million dollars to get in a hel- helicopters <laughs> scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Oh no way. Goodness. I couldn't possibly. Yeah. But yeah. I mean there's those like there's those loft buildings downtown that have like hello remember David lives David's building at a helipad on the roof. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. yeah uh-huh. just, okay. Just meet, just meet me up top. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Oof. I'll, 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 uh, I'll just be late. <laughs> I'm not. I, I can't imagine how yeah. terrifying. Yeah. I'm bad enough on a plane. I don't need to be in a helicopter ever. Drew, thank you so much for coming over. Yeah. So thank we, you for having we me. We went to Golden Girls Live, the last run. Oh, Alaska was yeah. filling in as Rose. Yes. <laughs> we still enjoyed it. It was really Alaska fun. was wonderful as Rose. Yeah. Alaska I saw, was I saw great. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. We sat next um, to Haley Joel Osman. You did? Yeah. <laughs> he looked over he there. He, he looked over and he was like, Haley Joel Osman's sitting right there. I was there. like, there's Haley Joel Osman. Um, yeah, Alaska was great as Rose. Alec. Oh, you Alec, saw Alec uh, and Alex Sophia. Ma, yeah. Alex oh, Ma was saw, great. Alec mm-hmm. was it, filled in because Sam was working that second weekend. Yeah. 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 I had a great time at Golden Girls and I'm going, we just found out, uh, we're going to be doing it in New York in <gasps> June for Pride. Exciting. Great. So I'm going back and do it with them there, but I think... Uh, for uh, never say never, but sure. I needed to step away. I, not, I love them, and all is good. There was no bad blood, of course. Yeah. It was just it was eight years that I did it. Yeah. Wow. I I had a great time, and I had to find something else. Now in January, I sat on the couch twiddling my thumbs, being like, "Why did I not do this?" <laughs> and I'm so grateful that they got Alaska, and I'm so glad this thing keeps going. Yeah, because I I'm I, I I told them I said I very much do not want to break up the band. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep working with all of you. I just think I've done this for a while, and yeah, because we're not doing anything really creative with it. You can't really. Right. We saw the one where you did the um, ladies of the evening. And yes, we've seen we've seen that's a lot. The, that's maybe the best episode well, ever. And I was gonna say we've seen a lot. I'm a Golden Girl super fan. That's my favorite episode. That one was really fun to watch, just because it had the most balls up in the air. I think as far as doing that. In that setting, in that format, yeah. Well, we've never had most. a cast that big. Yeah. We we, yeah. we we always pick episodes. A lot of it is like uh, functionality, like mm-hmm. sure. You got to do something that's. <laughs> we have one guest house star, bound, yeah. House and bound, that one yeah. had like we had like ten yeah. people mm-hmm. in that episode. So a lot of people, you know, and we had a guest, Burt Reynolds. Yes. Every, do you remember who you saw as Burt Reynolds? Yes, of Chris course. Got Chris Colfer. Chris Colfer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a gag when that he was walked a gag. out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was so sweet, Chris. Did that we had a different Burt Reynolds every show except for that day. That was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had show we had three shows that day, and Chris Colford did all three shows. Oh, okay. I love that. That's He's really a sweetheart. Cool. I mean, yeah. you got more truly in- one of the greatest. Like we've we've gotten to be really close, and I just love him so much. He's a, such a dear, oh, yeah, good he was person. A lot of fun. Yeah. So talented and so funny and generous on all across the board. He's I mean, great. you got more enthusiasm out of Chris Pine. For that show than the entire press tour of Don't Worry Darling. Oh, my God. It was so crazy because <laughs> Chris Pine came and did our – was our burst, one of our Burt Reynolds like a week before he went to Venice with oh, the Don't wow. Worry Darling yep. okay. thing. And, um, I love the side-by-side of the photo with you guys and then 
a photo with him doing press. Isn't that and just, just a like, smile on his face with you guys? Wild. <laughs> He's another one that is like genuinely like the coolest, nicest, greatest yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. He was so on board. We, I guess I can say this. We weren't really sweating. Um, he directed a. The reason we got him is because he wrote and directed and stars in a new movie called Pool Man mm-hmm. that's coming out in which we have a cameo as the Golden Girls in <gasps> oh, his movie. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, that's amazing. And so he put us in his movie. And then when we were doing it, we were like, hey, we have a show coming up in August. <laughs> Would you? And he was like, are you serious? Really? Can I come and do it? Like he was so. Oh, wow. He was our first yes. He was the okay. first person to say yes. That's awesome. That we asked. And then, and then he was like, um, we were like, Take a pick. What show do you want to do? And so yeah. he came in and did, you know. Um, but it's so nice when people like that are just mm-hmm. cool and ready to play. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. Um, tell us about your podcast. Yeah, that's right. I have my podcast is coming back. It's called Minor Revelations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I bring on two guests who may or may not know each other. Some of my guests do and some don't. And I have them just talk about stuff they've never talked about before. Um, it's I love doing like podcasts like this mm-hmm. where I get to talk about polyester and John Waters because I feel like a lot people go on and they get asked the same questions and they do the sure. same things and I was just like I didn't I was tired of saying the same things over and over again I was like anybody that's a fan of mine or friend or whoever like knows this already so what's something you've never revealed and so people are bringing out really interesting things sometimes <laughs> they're really big sometimes they're really small little observations or you know. Um, so yeah, so it's it's um, coming back and it's really great. It's like I mean, I I what I love about it is it's very conversational and sure. it, it can feel a little Oprah. You know, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but it's like a lot of times people just really reveal really personal things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just did my first episode coming back, and one of our guests was like, "I was an addict," and here was some crazy stories about as an addict, you know, and you yeah. know, and somebody else was like. Here's how I found out that Santa Claus isn't real. You know, those are the, you know, and so (laughs) it's just a little bit of everything. And um, so, yeah, so I'm very excited to bring that back. Great. And do you have a uh, premiere date for? We don't. We don't have that yet, but it it should be, we're hoping late spring. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we're getting the ball rolling for that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All righty. Cool. Well, do you have anything else you want to plug or not at all? Not, at all? not that all I can right. think so, of. That's, but that's a good one, though. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. everybody, listen, yeah. watch out for for that. Minor Revelations. Minor Revelations. Minor Revelations. Yes. Love it. Coming soon to a podcast network near you. Yeah. Everybody. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for being thank on Thank y'all once for again. having me, especially yeah. letting me talk about one of my favorite things Absolutely. to talk about. We'll play you out with some Tab Hunter. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, until next time, we'll hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Yes, please. We'll we'll Anytime. pick another fun movie. Yes, I love it. We'll do it again. Yes. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. And thank you so much for listening once again, everyone. Oh, what a great episode. We love John Waters. We love Polyester. And we love Drew Drogi. Oh, my goodness. Well, we also love our listeners. Yes, thank you so much uh, once again for listening. And um, I think it is about that time. Time for some Patreon shout-outs. We want to say a big, great, big thank you. And hello to all of our wonderful patrons, including, uh, well, we have two Dans. Dan C. Dan H. Whirly Flower, Frog, Lori, Brenna, Jessa Rabbit, Lawrence, Danielle, Lisa, Alexis, Thomas, Mark, Jackson, Millie, Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Heather, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, 
Dawn, Joshua, M. Lamelli, Aaron, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you for being Thank you guys so much for being part of our Patreon team. Uh, if you are so interested, head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay to check out all of our wonderful supplemental features. We, uh, Scott and I, are working on a brand new Watch of This Commentary track that should be out very, very shortly. Um, maybe in time for this episode, maybe tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, the Watch of This Commentary tracks, Scott and myself watch a fun movie and we record ourselves um, commenting on the movie as we're watching it. So we give you instructions on how to sync it up with the movie. You can watch it, you know, at home on uh, your DVDs, your streaming platforms, what have you. Sync it up with our track, and it's like you're listening to our very own special commentary track. You can also just listen to it as a supplemental um, bonus episode, you know, however you listen to podcasts. But it's really fun when you sync it up to... Uh, the specific movie and um, and our commentary matches up. I always I always love doing that. There are twenty plus. We're closing in on twenty five. I actually have to count. There's a lot of those bonus episodes. Uh, there's also uh, newsletters. There are behind the scenes photos. Uh, there are seasonal playlists. Lots of fun stuff over on Patreon. Lots of different levels. And um, you know, if you don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can just do a one-time donation. And for 30 days, you'll have access to everything in that tier. All your donations go directly to keeping this podcast up and running. We are currently saving up for a brand new laptop because we need a new machine to um, edit all this stuff and get it out to you. And so all that's going directly towards that. Um, So thank you very much. Keeping the show ad-free, keeping the show on those internet airwaves. So head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for more information. We'd also love it if you would uh, like and subscribe. Go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and hit five stars. Yeah, that helps us to um, kind of get the show spread out to more people. And, um, you know, the more stars we have, the better rating we have. And um, any new comments uh or you know we will read uh, on uh upcoming episodes so i think we read the last two um apple podcasts uh comments and um those are really great thank you so much once again for that and we love anytime anybody has something great to say about us so head over to those two platforms to smash the five stars and leave some great comments you can follow us on socials we are at movies that made us gay on Instagram, we also have a Facebook still, and yeah, we're still on Twitter. We're at MTMEGpod on Twitter. You can follow our personal socials as well if you'd like. My name's Pete. I'm at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow Scott's socials. He's at Scott Youngballer on uh, Instagram, and you can follow his Letterboxd. He is very active on Letterboxd, and um, all the movies that we see can keep up with us there. So thank you so much, everybody. A great show. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.